0: Hello, Rav Judah here, Masachat Sukkah, per hey, Mishnah Chet, the final Mishnah in Bein Sukkah. Chal yot yom echad Let's say that Yom Tov fell not on a Friday or a Sunday, in which case the Kohanim, all the other shifts, would have to be in place uh, as of that time of dividing up the Chala, etc., because they couldn't travel on Shabbat, but rather if Yom Tov was on a Thursday or on a Monday. So what happened is most of them would either, if it was a Thursday, leave after Yom Tov and go home for Shabbat, but not all. Sometimes you don't really want to travel on a Friday, or most of them would come on Sunday for the Monday Chag, except that some might come all the way already before Shabbat. So it would be extra Kohanim around. So what would happen? <laughs> So if Yom Tov was separated by a day from Erev Shabbat or the day after Shabbat Sunday, so most Kohanim wouldn't be around, but there would be some extra Kohanim around in addition to the ones who had the outgoing shift and the incoming shift. Then what happened is ten of the twelve loaves of the showbreads, of the Lechem would go to the outgoing shift and the incoming shift, and there would be two set aside for the extra Kohanim who had shown up either early or stayed late. But during most of the year, hanichnas as we explained, the incoming Incoming uh, shift of Kohan, the incoming Mishmar on a regular week on Friday would take six of the loaves that were being swapped out, and the outgoing shift would take six. So six and six, and then new twelve would come in, but they would be divided among the the outgoing shift and the incoming shift. And the next week, the incoming shift would now be the outgoing shift, so they would get another six at that time. Rabbi Yehuda said that the incoming shift would actually get 7 out of the 12, and the outgoing shift would get 5. Again, the incoming shift would not be next week's outgoing shift and would get 5. So in the end, they will all get 12 over the course of a 8-day period, this Friday and next Friday. But incoming would we'll get 7, according to Rabbi Yehuda, outgoing would we'll get 5. Those who were coming for their incoming shift would divide up their showbread, their lacham and eat it at the north side of the temple courtyard. Those who were leaving would eat at the south side, indicating that they were headed out. But there was a family called Bigla. Bigla was one of the Kohen shifts that was effectively penalized. Bigla, Olam Bigla was forced to always only take their bread in the south, because they weren't really allowed to serve. Tabatakfua their ring, the ring was used to hold the animal in place, to be able to do shchita to shech the korbanot, to slaughter the korbanot. Their ring was fixed and closed, so that they could not actually do their job. V'cholona stuma. And their cubby, they had a cubby where they kept their Kohen garments and their knives, it was closed up. Basically, Bigla was not a to do shifts of cohen work uh, and so they always ate in the south. They still had access, they were still Kohanim, they still had access to eat certain things, but they weren't allowed to do the service. Now, what happened with the Bigla family? So Bigla family were penalized uh, for seemingly a couple of things. Uh, one is that the, those who explained that the family would regularly show up late for their service, they were not particularly uh, committed, seemingly, and the whole family was a problem that way, but also Miriam Bat Bigla, that this this Bigla family had a daughter, Miriam, I guess the daughter of the lead Kohanim, who um, basically went and married a Syrian Greek, the, the kind of people that were problematic at Hanukkah time. So she went and married a Syrian Greek officer, this non-Jewish officer, who were also people who were oppressing us. And when the when the Greeks came into the Beit HaMikdash in the time of the Hashmonaim, in the time of the Maccabees, and they defiled the Beit HaMikdash and you have the whole Hanukkah story, etc. So... This uh, this Miriam apparently came in with those Greek officers and started stomping on the mizbeach on the altar and making fun of it and calling it a wolf and saying that it it just took the food of the Jewish people but it didn't protect us and that it just it took of our means but it didn't offer us anything and, and making fun of it and so the family was put into sort of a non kohanic service position as a result of this. The question is raised, why is the whole family punished because of what she did? So it could be that either the whole family was punished because they were kind of lazy in their in their efforts, um, or that the whole family is being held a little bit responsible for what happened here. There are those commentators who explain the idea that a, uh, that a child will not say something they haven't heard some hint of in the family. In other words, the assumption was that if she was making fun of Ms. Beach, to get that far, to get so uh, against what's going on in the Beit HaMikdash, there must have been an attitude and things that she heard growing up around the table, as it were, for that were negative about the service of the Beit HaMaktesh, and she's just simply the one who's voicing it, but that this was an attitude in the family, and that it shows in the way that they showed up for work, etc. So the Bigla family was sort of kept out, but everyone else got to do their regular service. They still have access to eat korbanot food, because they are kohanim, but yet. Okay, sleek Masachet sukkah. that is the conclusion of Masachet sukkah.